Hey, Moving Forward listeners, I'm excited to announce that the audiobook edition of the Poshmark Guide for Individuals and Small Businesses is now available on Audible and Apple Audiobooks. In this book, I'll show you how to create a side business on Poshmark from your closet or expand an existing retail business using this innovative e-commerce solution. The audio edition comes with a companion document that contains all of the photos, worksheets, and exercises from the print version, making this an immersive and interactive learning tool. If you're not already an Audible member, you can try it out for free and get this title with it through my affiliate link, which is available at bemovingforward.com, in quick links within the show notes for this episode, and in my link tree. The Poshmark Guide is also available in paperback and for Kindle. Start learning moving forward today. Hey, John Lim here. We're moving forward with episode 415. I hope everyone is having a great week. Last week's episode 414, celebrating the release of the Poshmark Guide audiobook, is available on the website. I've also put the episode and the write-up in two different collections on the website, the audiobook mini-series page, how to create an audiobook, and the Poshmark mini-series page. So if you're interested in learning more about Poshmark and starting a business using the platform, we're expanding an existing business, that page is available. And for those of you who are interested in creating an audiobook, I have a separate mini-series for that. Today, we're gonna be doing a February updates Uh, episode. It's been a while since I've done an updates episode. And for those of you who are new to the podcast, first of all, welcome to all of our new listeners. We have new listeners tuning in almost every week. And I want to welcome to to anyone who was new to this podcast. Just to give you a little background, this is an eclectic mix. There are over 400 episodes. There's no particular listening order for most of the episodes, but I'll give you a, a, a very brief roadmap the first 200 episodes or so were mostly interview-focused, so lots of conversations with business leaders, thought leaders, entrepreneurs, writers, um, artists, actors, um, musicians, so you can find a different collection of interviews within those first couple of uh, seasons, and they're great conversations. So if you're interested in listening to more of a conversational format, check out a lot of those episodes. As of 2019, I uh, converted the podcast to more of a solo podcast, and I started out by doing collections, different topics, what I call mini-series, focusing on different areas. So one of the first that I did, and one of the most popular, uh, was the Poshmark mini-series, where I kind of broke down starting a business on Poshmark based off of our experience and me working with my dad who has a retail business, helping him get his business online using the Poshmark platform. So if you're interested in starting a side hustle on Poshmark uh, or if you want to expand an existing uh, business, I have a number of episodes devoted to that. If you're interested in writing a book or creating an audio book, I've got different collections on that. So different episodes that focus on those topics and those collections are together. You can see them organized on the website at bemovingforward.com. You can see what where, which episode numbers to tune into. And if you want, you can either listen on the website or on your favorite podcast platform. So uh, just FYI, it's a lot of different types of episodes. So this is a very, very 
eclectic mix. I've also had select conversations with guests. I continue to invite guests every now and then, depending on the theme that that uh, might be current. So last year I did a writing series where I interviewed a number of authors, and uh, I continue to invite guests every now and then. A couple of episodes ago, I had Kimberly Charleston. Great conversation. She's an author, and uh, we talked a lot about her writing journey. So uh, guests do appear every now and then, but this is mostly a solo show. Now, I will point out, I continue to get every week, almost every day, not quite, but every week I tend to I tend to get pitches for people who want to be on the podcast. And, and I have to point this out. The, the show no longer accepts guest submissions or pitches. This is uh, clearly stated on the website. And I don't reply back to guest pitches just because it just, it would take up too much time. So uh, guests that are on the show or featured on the show are specifically invited to be on the show based off of some connection that I have with the person. Either I know them or I've gotten to know them. And if I have a specific reason for having a guest, that's why they're invited to be on the show. But I'm very flattered. But anyone who's tuning in, just know that I'm not accepting guest pitches. I do recommend uh, do a search. There are plenty of shows out there that are accepting guests. So just uh, just know that as an FYI. But for listeners, there are a lot of different episodes that you can tune into. As I said, listening order doesn't matter. You can go back to the early episodes, listen to conversations. You can listen to, you can start with today's episode. The only place where listening order matters are with the specific collections. So in 2019, I did a number of mini series, topical series. That's where listening order is going to count a little bit. So if you tune in to one of those episodes and you'll you'll be able to identify that it's part of a series I usually mention or build off of a prior episode. And then now uh, listening order really doesn't make that much of a difference. So I try to be mindful of that. And what I've started doing is labeling in the title episodes that are part of a collection. So last year, the writing series has the caption writing series. Because some of the topics I cover, like Poshmark, continue to evolve, uh, I will also do update episodes. Every now and then I do update episodes on specific areas like Poshmark. And then I also do general update episodes like today. So every couple of weeks or a couple of months, I'll do an updates episode just to share with you what's going on, share any uh, updates that might be relevant. And in fact, today we're going to start with Poshmark because Building off of last week, where I talked about the release of the audiobook, and then last fall, when I released my uh, book, The Poshmark Guide, and the Companion Seller Journal, uh, Poshmark continues to evolve, so I'm going to share a couple of updates. These are fairly minor, but uh, they're ones that I think, um, for those of you who are specifically interested in Poshmark, might be interested to know about. So, first thing, the confirmation for sending out your shipment. So, if you get an order on Poshmark... Traditionally, what you would have to do is you would have to prepare the shipment, print out the label, put it on the box, and they had three check boxes that you had to proactively check off. I think one was pack the item, the other was uh, print out the label, and then the third was drop it off at the post office. And then once you checked off those three check marks or items, you could confirm the shipment at that point in which case Poshmark, you would be letting Poshmark know that I've completed the tasks, I've shipped it out. They have since streamlined it. 
such that you no longer have to proactively check off the three boxes. You simply confirm the shipment with a one-touch press. However, you will see those three tasks itemized as bullet points. So that's a minor change. FYI, that change occurred after the publication of the print version, but before I recorded the audiobook. So what I did in the audiobook was I actually had an update note in that section. So I read off of the print version, but then I added the uh, update note, just letting listeners know that you no longer have to check off the three boxes. It's just part of a confirmation message that you get. So FYI, minor change there. Another change is that My Shoppers, which was a, a relatively new feature that came out about a year ago, used to be a subset under My Seller Tools. It is no longer a submenu, but its own main menu item. So when you go into your administrative tools, you will see My Shoppers is separated into its own main section. And that's probably because it's a fairly prominent feature. And again, I talk more about this in the book. And that's, again, that's an example of something in the audiobook version where I added an update note uh, indicating that as such. So again, minor change, but one you should be aware of. Uh, last year, some of you may know if you've been following the Poshmark updates, that Poshmark added a QR ship code option. And at the time last year when I covered this option, my understanding, and I could have been incorrect, I might have been incorrect on this, was that you had to pre-select it before you got an order. So in other words, I had to choose the preference, either print label or QR code. And then once I got an order, it would it would opt for whatever preference I had. So I my understanding was that you had to pre-select it before using it. Now, when you get an order, you you can actually still, you have the option now, even if you've printed out the label or you've, you've you're defaulted to print the label. If you go into the ship screen on the, on the app, you can actually generate a QR code if you want to use a QR code in, instead. Now, my memory is that that was not there before, but I could be wrong on this. Regardless, e even if you choose to have a mail label delivered to your email, and that's what we do as a default, um, you now have the option of generating a QR ship code. So what, what that feature is, just as a reminder, if let's say you, you get a Poshmark order and you don't have access to a printer, what you can do is generate a QR code, take it to the post office, and then have uh, the person at the post office scan the QR code. And I'm guessing what it does is it they generate the, the label and just put it on the package. I have yet to try it out. I will try it out at some point, and I'll be able to give you more feedback on it. I can, as I shared last year, tell you this. The QR ship code, I think, has two drawbacks to it. Number one, it does not work with the self-serve kiosk. So if you're, if you're in a hurry, you go to the post office, you have that QR ship code, you can't use it at the self-serve kiosk. You actually have to wait in line during business hours and have someone at the front uh desk, just, you know, whoever's uh, handling uh, service during the regular business hours, they have to scan it. So that's one kind of drawback. And so if it's a busy period, you may be waiting in line for a while. The other drawback, and this is a little more practical, is that if you, if you regularly handle more than one order, let's say you have three or four orders, 
Using the QR ship code is going to require you to be a little more organized on your end. You're going to want to make sure you're very organized as to which QR code goes with which package. And you might need to just jot down on the package maybe the the last couple of digits of the um, order number and match it up to the QR code. So I don't know that it's a great option to use if you regularly send out multiple package. But for a quick one-off, if you don't have access to a printer, it's nice to know that it's there. And again, I have yet I, I have not used it yet. So once I do, I'll be able to give you more feedback on that. Finally, the uh, last update I'll cover today is that Posh Live, which was in beta last year, is it, I as far as I can tell, I, I haven't seen an official announcement, but as far as I can tell, it's no longer in beta. It seems to be a regular feature. I I, I see alerts of poshers that I'm following who do a lot of lives. Uh, uh, but I do believe you still need to request access to it. So I don't think it's an option that just is automatically available to every Poshmark seller. I think you have to proactively request it. Last year when it was beta, you had to attend a training to get access to it. And we were invited to, to do so, but um, the scheduling didn't work out. So we weren't able to attend a training. Uh, I've peeked at a couple of Poshmark Lives, so I can't really give you a lot of feedback because I really haven't had a lot of exposure to it. I have talked to one fellow Poshmark seller who does a lot of Poshmark Lives, and she has said that it's actually been a real benefit for her store, so she generates a lot of sales from those. So it sounds like uh, at least one person that I've talked to has had great experience with it. I've seen some mixed reviews on Posh Live, and I've heard some mixed reviews on it. But again, it's a feature that I have yet to try myself. And so um, it's not something that I can give you a lot of uh, feedback on until I've had a chance to really dive into it. But just FYI, it looks like it is no longer in beta. However, I think it is a feature that you need to contact support to get access to. All right, so this leads me actually to my book, The Poshmark Guide, a question that I've gotten asked from a couple of people, including people who were who gave me feedback on the manuscript, including my own editor, is because I wrote on a platform that evolves constantly, will I update the book? And that is a fair question to ask because even since the publication of the book, as I mentioned just now, there have been some minor changes, some some things that I addressed on the audiobook version, but you know, it's just it's it's just the nature of writing on something like this that a platform that continues to evolve, there are going to be changes. Even as and as I talked about last week, when I started writing the book in 2020 to 2022, when I ended up publishing the book, there were so many changes. In fact, a lot of 2021 and 2022 was spent updating the manuscript because there was everything from cosmetic changes to the way the app looked and the platform to all these different features that have been added to it. So, uh, you know, at some point I had to just basically say, okay, I'm going to publish this book now. I, I got it as ready as I can. And I have, a, I, I was literally, I think, updating it with some new features, mentioning new features all the way up until the week uh, before I published it, just the last minute edits. A lot of those last minute edits were either mentioning some changes or at least highlighting some new features. But just know 
that uh, that's just part and parcel of writing about something that constantly changes. Now, a question that I've gotten asked is, will I ever update the book? And right now, it's too early to say because the book is still, you know, the book, you know, is the, the fundamentals, I think, are what are important. And I, and I actually talk about this in the book. It's not about necessarily having all the bells and whistles covered because you're never going to be able to do that. That's just a never-ending task. What I wanted to convey in the book, in all versions of the book, uh, whether it was print or audio, was that there are certain fundamental principles that I think are key to gaining traction, to generating sales that I think are going to be important. And, And my fundamental thesis didn't change from 2020 to 2022. Obviously, some of the newer features made it a lot easier. For example, bulk sharing. That was a big change in 2022 or 2021, whenever that came out. And then the addition of select all. Um, Those were things that really made it a lot easier to share your listings to things like Poshmark parties. So, I was able to have enough time with those features to add them in the uh, final edits of the book. But inevitably, Poshmark is going to continue to evolve. And there may be new bells, new whistles. Who knows? The app may undergo another cosmetic change. But I think the fundamentals that I covered in the book are still going to be applicable. And certain things are inevitably going to change. Like I don't specify what the postage rate is because the postage changes so often. I mean, from 2020 through the publication of the book, I think we had, what, two or three different times where the postage rates changed. So some of those things I kept general and then other features, I either mentioned them because uh, I knew they had just come out or were going to be important or I added it as a, a brief addendum to parts of the audio book. So, for example, the, the fact that you don't have to check off the three boxes to confirm your shipment, that was something I could mention in a brief statement in the audiobook on that chapter. Just know, though, that that's just part of a platform. And if you are, you know, if you do get engaged in this world, if you do end up selling or even buying on Poshmark and you do so regularly, you're going to you're going to see these changes over time, these new updates, these new features. And uh, one of the reasons why I like having this podcast is that this podcast in many ways serves as the updates. I do specific episodes that are geared towards updates, Poshmark updates, and even the general update episodes like today, sometimes I'll cover the newer features. So at this point in time, probably not. I'm probably not going to be doing an updated edition of the book unless... Let's say the book does, you know, if there's demand for it at some point, if there are so many changes that have happened, uh, you know, let's say the book's been out for a couple of years and there's so many different changes to it, I I might revisit it uh, at that point in time if there's demand for it. But right now, my intention was to share our experiences and enough to get someone started on the platform and to really learn the nuts and bolts of it. And I think the fundamentals are going to are going to stay the same. I think the the key fundamentals to providing great service, to being organized, I think that's going to that's going to remain the same even if the platform or the app changes or add some new bell or whistle. 
I mean, that's just uh, that's just the nature of a platform. But uh, I can share those updates on the on the podcast, and I'm happy to do so. So for those of you who are reading the book or have read the book, uh, know that this is an additional resource. And in fact, that is highlighted in the book is that I have a, a podcast where I do address uh, new features and updates. So that's uh, that's basically my my answer to that question. It's a fair question. So at this point, probably not. I'm probably not going to do an updated edition. The uh, audiobook uh, was was kind of the last big piece of writing uh, a book on Poshmark. And uh, and you know, now it's time for me to look uh, towards the next thing. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to give you a couple more updates and uh, a little bit of a sneak peek as to what will be ahead in the next couple of weeks. Hey, Moving Forward listeners, I've talked about on the Poshmark miniseries how staying organized and knowing your negotiating guidelines are key to running a successful business on Poshmark. That's why I've developed the Poshmark Seller Journal for Individuals and Small Businesses, a journal containing worksheets for inventory management and establishing negotiating guideposts for your listings. Included are sample worksheets that are filled out as examples to help new and experienced Poshmark sellers. It's available now on Amazon, or you can find quick links at bemovingforward.com and in the show notes for this episode. If you want to learn more about starting a business on Poshmark, I've also written a book, The Poshmark Guide for Individuals and Small Businesses, which is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook versions. Stay organized with The Poshmark Seller Journal and start moving forward today. All right. Speaking of updates, I want to give a brief update to the podcasting mini series that I did last year. I did an updated mini series. I've done actually two. I did one in 2019 and I did an updated mini series last fall. In fact, that was really the last um, set of episodes before the holiday episode and the season finale. And I think I've I, I, I've covered a, quite a bit. In fact, I was just talking to a friend who was really thinking about launching a podcast, and I directed him to those episodes. Uh, But one thing that uh, I didn't get a chance to cover, which I think I'm going to devote to an upcoming episode, maybe next week, is uh, two things that I really want to talk about. How do you celebrate milestones? So if you stick with podcasting, and we talk a lot about this on the miniseries, you know, having an exit, having a plan— but how do you celebrate the milestones? And if you listen to the milestone episodes of Moving Forward, such as episode 50, 100, 200, 300, and more recently 400, which I celebrated last year, how do you celebrate those, if at all? And that's entirely up to you if you are a podcaster or thinking about launching a podcast. I will share some of my best practices on celebrating a milestone. So if you listen to episode 400, I did a celebration in which I brought back guests from prior seasons and had each of them share updates. Uh, it, it was both, uh, it was offered in video. So if you were watching it on Spotify, you could see the video of my conversation with these guests, as well as listen to the audio version on other platforms. So how do you celebrate milestones? What about holidays? I do a holiday episode every year and I mix it up. So I'll talk about uh, some of those milestone or celebratory periods. How do you address those on your podcast, if at all? 
So I'll probably do a postscript or an addendum to the podcasting miniseries, and I'll devote a separate episode to that. In fact, that may be next week. So look out for that, and I'll add that to the uh, podcasting miniseries page. All right, I'm going to conclude with a tech tip of the week. And um, as last year, I, I try to add tech tips or practical tips that may be helpful to you. And recently, I discovered a new app that ties into your library cart. Now, if you've listened to the podcast, and I have past episodes on this, I've talked about two apps in particular, Libby, which I use a lot for checking out eBooks and audiobooks. I like Libby because you can actually have your checked out library books delivered to your Kindle, either the Kindle app or if you have a Kindle device, to your Kindle device, and it's really cool, and I, I love it for that. It's also great for audiobooks. I've talked about Hoopla, which also offers ebooks and audiobooks, but also expanded media. So if you're into comic books, if you're into um, music, if you like movies, TV shows, Hoopla has a wide variety of different materials you can check out. One that I recently discovered, I downloaded it, and it does tap into or connect to my library card is one called Canopy that's spelled with a K. And that is specifically geared towards movies and documentaries. So if you love movies, documentaries, TV shows, obviously I've talked about Hoopla, but Canopy offers even more uh, video content. And so Canopy is another uh, platform that uh, ties into a lot of libraries what I recommend you do if you don't have your library card or if you've misplaced it, first thing I would always say is get a get a library card if you don't have one already. The library is one of my favorite places, not only just as a physical place, but a place to get resources, to a place to check out books. I absolutely love it. And the fact that libraries are so digital now, you, you can get access to so many different types of materials, I think is absolutely wonderful. Check your library's website or go to your library and ask uh, a librarian at the help desk what apps uh, your library uses or connects to. So uh, most libraries will have some sort of digital access. It might be through one of the three apps like Libby, Hoopla, Canopy. There's another one called Overdrive. So you can find that out either from your librarian or on your library's website. And the nice thing about digital materials that you check out from the library is that, you know, A, you just download them to your phone or mobile device. And B, you don't have to worry about getting them back to the library on time because once the expiration hits, the the, the materials are just returned to the library, the, the digital library, if you will. So uh, check those out. But Canopy is another one. Uh, and, and I've had just a little bit of time just to browse through it. And it's just a wide variety of movies and documentaries, even some really current stuff. It used to be um, that on Hoopla, I would find that they rarely had mainstream kind of like recent films or TV shows. Uh, I've seen more and more recent materials on both, on Hoopla and on Canopy. So if you really love movies and documentaries and stuff, it, it's a great way to get access to a lot of those materials. Speaking of which, let me share another tip with respect to libraries. A lot of libraries will have access to subscription-based materials. So Think about your favorite newspaper, magazine, documentaries. 
uh, even like uh, online courses. I've seen a lot of those through these apps. So check with your library. Ask. the. You never know what treasures you're going to find at the library. So if you are on a budget and maybe you want to uh, kind of get access to as much as possible for free, your library is probably one of your best sources. The other thing that libraries are great for is that a lot of libraries, if you go uh, visit your libraries, you will find that they often have seminars. They'll have um, free classes you can take on on a wide variety of topics. I've seen everything from, um, you know, business classes to things like, you know, doing your taxes or accounting stuff, uh, all sorts of different tips. Even for, for those of you who are into games, if you like board games or card games, I've seen um, my library offer like specific nights where people can get together and play their favorite card or board games. There's so many different um events. So check the bulletin board at your library. And there are a lot of libraries that offer online events. So I've, I've attended quite a few uh, online webinars and uh, seminars online that the library has offered, especially during the, the height of the pandemic. That was a lot of, uh, you know, great time that I spent just learning something new just from a 40 minute or one hour webinar that the library offered. So check your library you're going to find that it's a lot, I mean, obviously great books if you're looking for great reads, but there's so much more that your library offers, so take advantage of that. And uh, finally, speaking of which, if you want to keep up with what I'm reading, I used to do book reviews uh, a couple of years ago. I stopped doing that on the podcast, but I do up keep up to date uh, with those who follow the blog if you go to the Be Moving Forward blog. Every episode write-up has a section in which I list books that I'm reading, currently reading, or have just finished. And I also put a link to my Goodreads account if you want to uh, connect on Goodreads and just see what I'm I'm reading. And uh, I, I usually uh, put a star review with everything that I'm reading. So if you're curious to see that, you can find that at the write-up as well as uh, if you want to follow me on Goodreads. All right, that's it for today. So just a couple of updates. I wanted to give you some updates on Poshmark. Uh, I wanted to give a little bit of a sneak peek as to what will be ahead in the next couple of weeks. I'll be doing at least one episode, probably one, maybe two on podcasting just to uh, cap off and really add a postscript to that mini series I did last fall. And I wanted to share a tech tip of the week, which really falls under the umbrella of take advantage of your library. Your library is a phenomenal resource that's available for you. All right, the write-up for this week's episode will be at bemovingforward.com. Hope you all have a great week and a great weekend, and I'll be back next week. You can find the write-up for today's episode at bemovingforward.com. The views expressed by any featured guests are not necessarily those of the host, the program, or affiliates. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and bemovingforward.com. All rights reserved.